the NFL, specifically the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, in addition to covering him for the USA Today Sports Wire, uh, you're also a big fan. I, you got to be on cloud nine right now, brother. Oh, yeah, man. It's just uh, so much quality football for all of my teams going on uh, right now. You know, as I told you last week, you know, I, I've, I'm a diehard Georgia Bulldogs fan, which, I mean, you know, it upset me to watch the game. But nonetheless, the, the fact that they were in the national championship two years into Kirby Smart's tenure is nothing short of amazing. Um, I also grew up, uh, you know, midway in the point between Atlanta and Jacksonville. So I, I watched my share of Falcons game and I, I'm a Falcons fan secondarily. So, you know, it's just a lot of good football going on in my life right now that um, I, I won't complain about my man. Yeah, I'm same way. And like I've been trying to tell people, hey, we can get over this Georgia thing by having our Falcons and our Jaguars to watch this weekend in the uh, divisional playoff weekend, I got to tell you, man, I love the NFL playoff, James, and let's talk about it. Let's first talk about this Falcons-Eagles game. It's going to be at uh, 4.30 tomorrow afternoon from Lincoln Financial up in Philadelphia. Uh, Even though Philadelphia is the overall number one seed and the Falcons are the number six it's the Falcons that are favored in this game tomorrow. Talk about that. Yeah, and that probably is a lot to do with Nick Foles. Uh, had Carson Wentz been able to go, as we all know, he he's out for the season with a, a ACL injury. But uh, had he been able to go, uh, the Eagles probably would be favored in this game. And not to mention that you know it's it's at the link, so. Um, you would think typically in the playoff situation that, you know, the home team would, would get the nod from Vegas. Uh, that being said, though, this is a game that, you know, the Falcons could definitely win despite being away in, uh, in a game that I think the biggest key factor for them will be able to, will be to get past that Eagles defense on offense, which to me is probably the second best defense, if not the first in the league. Um, Jim Schwartz has absolutely done a good job with those guys. They run some 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 similar concepts to the Jaguars, and uh, that definitely you know that that'll be the hump that the Falcons have to get over. And if they can do so, I think that they will be able to advance to the NFC championship round. Yeah, I tell you, I really like the Falcons' chances. I think we're playing uh, – Falcons are playing their best, uh, best football of the season right now, mm-hmm. uh, and that's coming at just the right time. Um, and, yeah, I like the Falcons in this game. So I'm feeling pretty good about the chances that the Falcons could at least get uh, one step closer to another Super Bowl. Boy, who would have thunk that back when the Falcons were blowing that – 17 nothing halftime lead to the Miami Dolphins, right? Right, man. I look back at, you know, some of the regular season, and it's like, oh, this team don't look like the same Falcons from last year. And then they turned it on in the last portion of the season. And, um, you know, it, there was a lot of people questioning, you know, is Steve Sarkeesian uh, the guy to replace uh, our our man over in um, with the 49ers? Now his name is escaping me, Shanahan. 
Uh, sorry, I went blank there. But yeah, a lot of people were questioning, you know, uh, Sarkeesian replacing Shanahan and, and pointing to that as the reason that the Falcons may have been struggling. But looking back at it, you know, uh, he put a, he put together a pretty good game plan in the last round. Um, got both guys involved in, in, in Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones, who kind of had been in a slump prior. Uh, so, you know, he, he kind of came with a balanced approach and it worked very well against uh a Rams defense that is very good and that was playing at home. So it'll be interesting to watch. My money's on the Falcons as well, though. All right, let's talk about the Jaguars and the Steelers. Now, we know the Jaguars went up to Heinz Field earlier this year, totally annihilated Big Ben and his Steelers team. Five interceptions against uh, Ben Ben, uh, Roethlisberger in a 30-9 victory. Now, despite that, and contrary to the Falcons-Eagles game, uh, odds makers are liking the Steelers by a touchdown. So they think that maybe that first game was uh, maybe just a mirage and uh, don't think that the Jaguars are going to be able to repeat that same performance. I tell you, this is a place, too, now that the Jaguars play pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're like 3-1 and one in their last four games at Heinz Field. So, your take on this game uh, that'll be played Sunday afternoon, James? Yeah, as you said, history at least is in the in the Jags' favor at Heinz Field, and um, they are four and one uh, since Ben Roethlisberger has been drafted by uh, the Steelers. They are, the Jags are four and one against them uh, at Heinz Field, which is the best record of any team in football against the Steelers at home even better than the Patriots so you know they have that going for them and I think why the the spread is in the favor of uh the Steelers is of course because they're at home and for two Blake Bortles hasn't been playing well as of late so you know that that probably has something to do with it but um as we all aware last time the Jags and the Steelers met uh, the Jags got five interceptions on Big Ben Roethlisberger and I'm, I'm not saying that they'll do that again but I could see a a game where this Jags defense does get two interceptions on him and, and two crucial turnovers on this offense. So, I mean, a lot of it will be can Blake Bortles and this offense wake up because we know what the defense will do. We've seen them neutralize uh, the stars that the Steelers have on offense. But uh, if, if they can get this run game going, control the clock, Blake Bortles is going to have to make some throws this game, no doubt about it. And he's going to have to shake, you know, the game that he had against the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see uh, if we get good Blake Bortles, then the Jaguars win this one. If we get bad Blake Bortles, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, I tell you, you're right. That is the difference. We also got to get Leonard Fournette on track. You know, in the game against Buffalo, right. I know a lot's been made about uh, Blake Bortles, but, um, you know, Leonard Fournette really uh, had a hard time going against that Buffalo defense. Now, we remember the last time we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leonard Fournette broke loose for that 90-plus yard touchdown run mm-hmm. that was really the dagger uh, in the in the Steelers game that, uh, uh, again, back up at Heinz Field. So, uh, again, two things. I think you're right about Blake Bortles, but we've got to get Fournette. You know, this is the very reason that we drafted Fournette. Uh, Games like this, you want him to take over playoff games and take some of the pressure off Blake Bortles until he becomes a more seasoned quarterback, especially in the playoffs, James. 
Right, right. That's that's one of the things that I took away from uh, the Bills game. You know, I, at times I could be hard on Blake Bortles, but I do understand that was his first postseason game ever. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been in those types of situations, you know, in his career yet. So, you know, it might very well take some time for him to develop you know, uh, that postseason presence that we see from uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger and company, um, if he ever does develop that. So, yeah, that being said, yeah, the run game definitely has to help out. They haven't been the same since that Seattle Seahawks game, um, you know, and it's I guess like when I look at the film, it's a mix of, you know, the offensive line and Fournette. And I think a big part of it is that Fournette, you know, rookies tend to hit that wall on their first year because the the season is so long and so rigorous. And especially for Fournette, the style of play that he implements, it's just so rigorous on the body that, you know, I I did kind of envision, you know, him slowing down towards the end of the season. But he's going to definitely have to turn it on as well as the offensive line because the Jaguars won't be able to beat the Steelers without their run game. So it's going to come down to. You know, they're going to see a lot of eight and nine man boxes. And when typically when you see that, you can still run against those. But it typically boils down to execution and execution has to be perfect in the trenches for them to get this run game going. All right. So as we wrap up, give me your picks. Uh, Falcons, Eagles. What do you think? I'll take I'll take the Falcons and I'm going to go with a score of I'll say twenty one to 17 on that one hey, we, all right i tell you and we've been talking about that uh that jaguars defense how about that falcons defense man really playing uh solid right now in fact they, they've had a pretty consistent season defensively yeah you know what that especially in um you know the last game and and you not that todd Gurley and and jared Goff had a bad game against them but when it counted the most you know that falcons defense stepped up and they made the plays when necessary. And that's all you need in the playoffs is, you know, that bend but don't break type of, you know, mentality. And uh, the, kudos to the Falcons for getting it done because a lot of people were questioning their defense heading into that game. All right. Uh, so, y'all like the Falcons as well. Um, Jaguars, Steelers, what do you think? I'm going to go. It's going to be close, a lot closer than the last game. And I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Um, I actually did a prediction, which, you know, me, Phil, I don't really do predictions, but they asked me to at uh, the USA Today wire for our rival uh, Steelers wire team. And uh, my prediction was uh, 17 to uh, 20 on that one. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Jags, but it's going to be close. Uh, like I say, the offense is going to have to wake up. They're going to have to help out. Um, no doubt that the defense will do their part. It's just can they make uh, some pick sixes or, or make something of those turnovers that they could get? Yeah, a uh, great matchup in that game is going to be to watch uh, Jalen Ramsey versus uh, – I guess they're going to match Jalen Ramsey up with Antonio Brown. Well, what what they did last time, when you look at the film, they actually when when Brown traveled, they didn't follow him, so they let Boye and Ramsey uh, cover him. So I think that would probably be the case this time around. But for the most part, you'll probably see uh, Ramsey on uh, on on Antonio Brown and more so AJ Boye on Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Hey, listen, Boye, Ramsey, two best corners in the league as far as I'm concerned. So I'm fine with either one of them. Let's go with um, the Titans and the Patriots. Uh, Titans have any shot at upset New England? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I won't rule them out. And I know they're a rival of ours. 
Um, but I, I definitely won't rule them out because of their style of play. And that style of play works very well against the Patriots. Uh, you know, keeping the ball out of Tom Brady's hand, running the ball well. And you need that power back, which they do have in Henry. So uh, this is a guy that me and you are very familiar with from his days in Alabama and, and still are familiar with with his, you know, going against the Jaguars every year. So, I, I mean, I don't I don't like the Titans enough to take them in this game over Tom Brady. I mean, simply put, the man is a legend. Um, and he will figure it out. And the Titans defense is suspect when they're not playing a team that they're familiar with like us. And um, I, I think that at the end of the day, Tom Brady will be able to get it done. I'll say around a score of 28 to 17 on that one. All right. How about uh, Saints and the Vikings? This might be the best of all the games uh, as far as uh you know, pure talent versus pure talent. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about the Saints and the Vikings? Tough one, isn't it? Yeah, this one's a tough one. And this one's this is the one that I've looked at the least so far that I haven't really gotten around to looking at. But when you look at it, what um, Mike Zimmer has done with that defense, you know, a lot of people put them up there with the Jaguars and say they might be even better than the Jaguars and, and better than the Eagles. And, um, you know, they certainly have some respectable talent. On that defense, Xavier Rhodes, to name uh, one of the many, uh, and they got they've got good linebackers and so on and so forth. Harrison as a safety. Um, but that being said, I think when you look at them as overall teams, I think the Saints are probably a better overall team. And I think their defense is good enough to put, you know, to put the clamps on Chase Keenum or Case Keenum, should I say, and, and do enough for Drew Brees and that offense to outscore the, the Vikings in this situation. So that being said, you know, as as a Falcons fan, as much as I hate to say it, I, I like the, the Saints in this one, not by much because the Vikings defense is pretty good. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with like a score of uh, 21 to 17 ish, 21 to 20 ish, somewhere along those lines with the Saints actually winning that one. All right, James Johnson, uh, USA Today Sports Wire. You can check out James's stuff there. He'll be covering the Jaguars uh, this weekend. And, James, uh, let's talk next week. Hopefully, keep our fingers crossed, we'll be talking about a Jags win and a Falcons win. Oh, yeah, man. I, I've been rooting and pulling for a Jags and uh, Falcons Super Bowl for the longest, man. So hopefully, you know, they'll be one step closer to that uh, next week. 